This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Happy Halloween. <laughs> it's not even close to Halloween. <laughs> it's October 3rd. No, I love October it's, 3rd. It was all, all, yeah, it was October 3rd. Thank you all for sending us your Mean Girls memes. October 3rd forever. Mean Girls you know, applies to everything. Mean Girls applies to everything. And it truly is the best movie. When I was looking at all the Mean Girls posts yesterday, we're recording this on Monday, October 4th. Which, by the way, I just got a news update that Facebook is down and Instagram is down, which is really funny. That feels like the world. (laughs) It feels like the world just shut down. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Wouldn't it be nice if it just went away for a few days and no one could use it? I've been trying to post about my failed croissants and it hasn't been loading. And so I've been failing at posting about my failures. It's just so meta. (laughs) Um, You know, as I've said before, if I could go back in time and uninvent anything, it would be Facebook. So maybe this is, it would be great. Yeah, the world I think heal. The world should away. take, you know how in COVID times we had to have, like collectively just not do anything. I think it would just be nice to not have Facebook for a while. If we all just it just cut it off at the source. And the problem is that like I don't really feel I don't use Facebook that often. I'm not scrolling Facebook. I definitely scroll Instagram a lot. It's not it's not that I feel like oh I just need to get off Facebook. It's the like Everyone needs to shut down. Everyone, everyone needs to shut down. We as a society, a global society, need like a 70-day, 70, that's a random number, like a 90-day digital detox. We all just need to like take out all the satellites, yeah. except for the ones that we need to call our moms. Everyone, yes, exactly. And everyone who's working at Facebook, just take a break. Everybody just take some they self-care can days. can afford to pay you some PTO, some extra PTO. They can give you all a sabbatical. Go to a COVID safe vacation. Or just go home. Or go home out. and take a nap. I'm sure you're yeah. working hard. Keep keep the satellites that allow me to call my friends and text my friends and my family and get rid of all the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. And I know you guys are like, you guys don't know what you're saying. I understand this is highly, <laughs> this, this is not a real scenario that we're proposing here, guys. I know oh. that satellites are for more than Facebook and texting. Yeah, everyone's like, that's not <laughs> how it works. We always get Claire. comments like that. So just want to throw that uh, out there. Just, anyway. Just preemptively getting the people that are like, that's not how letting works. you know. Okay. But the whole point of this was when I was looking at the po- the posts for the Mean, Gir- mean Girls Day, and I saw Aaron Samuels, Jonathan Bennett, and <laughs> I'll never get over the time yeah. that we were very close to interviewing him, but because we have a Found listener. Found out that we called him a one-hit wonder. <laughs> we have a listener. Which he, I stand by that comment. Yes. He was like promoting his Mean Girls cookbook, and then he got mad that we called him a one-hit wonder, and it was like, yeah. well, then don't. Well, I mean, I it mean, was. I stand so by that comment. We have a listener, and if you're still listening to us, please come back and please bring Jonathan Bennett with you. No. But she reached out to him to be like, hey, you should interview these girls. They love you. They're like a huge fan of Mean Girls. And then he listened to one of our episodes where like the one episode we were that like. That was one time, Jonathan one Bennett. one time, Jonathan Bennett. We think you're amazing and you're wonderful and like you have one still time. have an amazing dreamy smile called him a one-hit wonder that was one time oh well we lost our chance with 
Aaron Samuels. But anyway, I still, I love how the whole cast still gets into it and like they make a big deal about it and Lindsay Lohan posted about it. So happy Mean Girls Day, everybody. Um, Speaking of Lindsay Lohan adjacent celebrities, I don't know why. So in my mind, I was like, Lindsay Lohan, ankle bracelet, Britney Spears. Fair. Yeah. They've they've been drunk in a car together before. It's totally Yeah, they are related. Do you have any comments to make about the recent developments in the Britney Spears conservatorship? I have a lot of comments. But, you know, the thing, and I've been weighing this because I'm like, I am essentially a nobody weighing in on someone I've never met, but there's this like very public life. I feel like I'm contributing the, to the problem if I talk about it. <laughs> am I am I like re, am I overthinking it? Because <laughs> I like am I just feeding the media beast of Britney Spears' life? I don't know, but I will say this: I think she's lovely. I think she deserves to live a happy life, and we don't know all the details of the conservatorship. I'm sure. Uh, We don't know all the details of what's going on behind the scenes with her life. I still really worry about her mental health and that she is getting proper care. Don't know what kind of care she's getting right now. You know, but like, these are all the things I think about is like, I'm not going to weigh in to kind of like what's happening. I truly think it probably needed to happen based on everything that we see in like the documentaries. And there was a really great daily episode. If you guys don't listen to the daily podcast, I believe it was out last, I don't know, September 29th, maybe was the day, but They talked a lot about the conservatorship and how this uh, came to light and how she presented in front of a judge that she wanted to have her own lawyer. You know, how this all, all the, all the updates that if you're following this, you've already heard, but it was really well done. And it just made me feel really sad. Again, it just, I think any human being would look at this objectively and be like, this is just really sad because she's so talented and she, I can't help but just think of like the little girl that you see on Star Search singing her heart out. And that's what I think about is like the little girl in Star Search singing her heart out and just wanting to be a performer. And how did we get to this point? Like, that's what I think about is like, how was she with her parents and like how they just Like, traveled. how did we go from Mickey Mouse Club to here? Yeah. And I just think about like, there's got to be something in the family dynamics and how she missed out on just being a normal kid and she was in the spotlight, like yada, yada, yada. But I I just, I think my heart goes out to her because I just see that little girl that I'm just like, oh, and you just don't have anything close to a quote unquote normal life where everyone wants to weigh in on your life and you just deserve to be happy and make decisions about your life and having babies and having children and getting married and going on vacation wherever you the heck you want to go on vacation without people intervening or taking pictures of you. Like, I think to sum it up, I just, my heart goes out to her and I just hope that, I hope that she gets what she wants for her best interest and if she's struggling with something that she's working with doctors that are taking care of her properly, all of those things, it just, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. She's so freaking talented. I feel the same way totally. about Lindsay Lohan because I'm like, Lindsay Lohan is like, Lohan. she, I'm sorry. That was a total <laughs> Scott Parrish. Gruel. Scott, yeah, Gruel and, and Scott Parrish calls the Peloton the Peloton. So he always pronounces these words. And then I'm like, but he does it. He does it unironically. He literally thinks it's called the Peloton. Anyway, uh, Lindsay Lohan. I, I, my heart breaks because of how talented she is. And here's the other thing. I'm like, well, maybe they hate performing or maybe they hate acting. So you don't have to be like dancing on the stage for us, but we are just like, we're entertained, entertain us. Like that whole thing of, they don't know us anything. But I think my hope is that they're happy not doing these things. Otherwise, I would love for them to like come back and have a, you know, blossoming career or come back if they wanted that. 
because they're so freaking talented. But maybe the industry just completely ruined them. You know, I think about like, Lindsay's documentary on Oprah years and years ago. And that was so sad. You could see like Oprah trying to throw her a bone like, hey, we're going to try and get you to come back and reestablish your life. And she completely blew it. But there's more behind the scenes of just like, there's so much pain there. And I can't help but think about that. I, as usual, do not know what we're like, don't have enough information about this to comment because I don't follow celebrity gossip. But I did hear, you know, the thing about how the her dad was being removed for the conservatorship. And we get a lot of, you know, it's it's hot news. It's very like tabloidy, very headliney. We have talked about it before. And I yeah, I think it is interesting. I'm more curious about it from the standpoint of like to your point, Joy, like how the public is viewing it and how it is such a complex issue and we only see the very, very tip of the iceberg. And yet we all kind of we do all most of us have an opinion about it or feel you know, that it's, we're chatting about it with our friends and like, what a weird life to live where your like really private family issues are, you know, being discussed by people all over the world. And, you know, that is what you sign up for when you become a celebrity. But I think it's, this is an extreme version of that. Yeah. And I don't know if she had the consent at that age to sign up for this, you know, like, I don't even know if she, she was just so thrust into the atmosphere after that first hit. And in the early 2000s, fame wasn't what it was today. For sure, yeah. So I I mean, I could go off on many different trails with that one. But I think it's just something that for whatever reason, we take this like sick pleasure in like weighing in on people's lives. And because she posts on Instagram doesn't mean that she owes us anything and that we get to weigh in. But yeah, yeah. I do still love following her on Instagram. (laughs) I do too. I do too, because she's just so like Britney. And I just like, I I want her to just keep being Britney. I can't, I feel like it has to have been like last year where the tweet that was like, gonna drop acid and see if it makes Britney Spears Instagram make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I love her. I Um, love her so much. Okay. In other news, I want to talk about my sad croissants because um, Facebook won't, Instagram won't let me post about them. God, tell us okay, everything. Guys. <laughs> so I've just spent the last three days making croissants and they didn't, they failed. If you're listening to our baking podcast, I hope you are. It's not our baking podcast. It's our show about the Great British Baking Show, but I discuss baking on there a lot because it's my favorite hobby right now. And it has been my favorite hobby for a while. So I tried making some croissants from the cookbook a cookbook called Iran, R-N-A-R-N. Someone please tell me how to pronounce that. A-R-A-N. It's a Scottish word. And it's the name of the bakery of a former Great Rich Bake Off contestant, Flora, who was on several, several years ago. And she has since gone on to open a cute, super cute little bakery in Scotland. So she has this cookbook. I love it. I have this chocolate rye cake in there that I make all the time. That's a recipe of hers. And this pistachio lime loaf that I made that was really good. So it's this like really super complex croissant recipe where the first night you make the dough, you let it chill completely overnight. The next day, like halfway through the day, you let it chill for like a solid 12 plus hours. The next day you add the butter. So you just like pound out this huge slab of butter, fold it up in the dough, fold the dough a certain way, let that chill for another hour, fold it up again in a certain way again, like roll it out, fold it again, let that chill for another hour, then cut it up and roll it up into the croissants and then let that chill overnight. And then you're supposed to take it out. There is a little bit of yeast in this dough. You're supposed to take it out, let the croissants come to room temperature, at which point they are supposed to rise and then you bake them. So mine, everything was going fine until this morning when I took them out and they never rose. 
So I don't know what happened. Rude. Rude. So, so rude. rude. Because all day yesterday, I was like just thinking. I mean, these. Your bro- I mean, that's so much my brain all weekend. Yeah, that's so much prep time. And honestly, like the actual hands-on time, we're talking probably less than 30 minutes, but you're thinking about it the whole weekend. And totally. You're like so anything, excited. It's taking up so much space in my fridge because you have to like keep putting it in and out of the fridge. So I had, like a whole fridge shelf dedicated to this, which like in a in a house where five people live, that's a, that's a big deal. Anyway, so they didn't ever rise. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't think these are going to rise anymore, even though they haven't risen like really at all. I let them try to prove for four hours. It was really violating like everything I feel like I have ever learned about baking when you're trying to get layers. Like, like typically, if you want flaky dough, you want the butter to be cold when you put yes. it in the oven. Yeah. So I was like, this is violating everything I feel like I know about baking with butter. And I put them in the oven. And sure enough, the butter pretty much just melted. And there was a little bit of a flake on the outside. But the middle of the croissants was just like a pool of soggy dough and butter. And so I can just hear Paul Hollywood going, it's raw. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've hit the point in our podcast where we go, what went wrong? Everybody call us and tell us what you think went wrong. Do you know what went wrong? Do you have any idea what you think went wrong? So they're approved. I don't, but something happened along the way. It's not like I rushed the proving stage. Something happened between, I don't know if maybe I could have done something about the proving process. So there, I have two hypotheses. One hypothesis is that the dough got a little bit dried out in the fridge and that can, as you can imagine, affect the elasticity of the dough. So imagine like a piece of Play-Doh versus a dry piece of Play-Doh, like a dry piece of Play-Doh just crumbles and the regular piece of Play-Doh is a little bit like stretchy. So if it, as dough dries out, it gets less stretchy. And so it would be less able to rise. That's my first hypothesis. We live in a really dry climate. It's hard, really hard to keep dough um, moist. Uh, sorry for all the people who I should have been like a warning. 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 Content warning. <laughs> Trigger warning. So that's my hypothesis is that the dough got a little bit dried out as it was chilling in the fridge overnight last night. Because once they were rolled, I just like covered the baking sheet. Like when I'm when you're in the folding process, you can really wrap it in a in plastic and it's fine. But once they're in the little croissant shapes and they're on the cookie sheet, you kind of just like cover them gently with some strand wrap. And I don't even we don't buy strand wrap really. I typically just use I reuse like grocery bags. And so it wasn't sealed. And I think that's something I'm gonna do in the in the, the next time is actually get something that's going to be covering it a little bit tighter. And then my the only other thing I can think of is that when I took them out, they had been sitting on this cold metal baking sheet in the fridge. And so maybe if I had transferred them onto a room temperature baking sheet, they would have risen. And maybe the baking sheet was just still so cold that they never, that like it took them too long to warm up. That's my other hypothesis is that the baking sheet kept them colder than I thought for too long. So Anyway, I'm just bummed because I'm like, first of all, I was so like a sorry. whole entire pack of Kerrygold now just like out the window. Oh, and that's not cheap. It's, it's not, not cheap. cheap. And it's like $6 of the like, butter just gone. Yes, and I, I'm still so going to eat them, let's be clear. But they're well, not going to sure. be like But you're not like delicious. crispy delicious. This just reminds me so much if you guys aren't following the Great British Bake Off or our podcast on your Marks Gets Up Bake. It just reminds me right now of like... If you if we could just call up Jurgen, I feel like we need to make friends with Jurgen and have Jürgen, him on speed happened? dial. He would be so helpful. I feel like he's accessible. Like I feel like he yeah. would come on the show. <laughs> I, uh, 
That's our next goal. I mean, that's our next goal. Right. Our next goal is to get the. Because he's a physicist. Listen to his cute voice. So much science. That's Mm -hmm. why I think baking is just so amazing because it is like exact science. It is. And that's what I like about it. And it's so funny because people will say, like, oh, I don't like baking because it's too precise. Like, I'd rather just cook and kind of like throw a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I used to feel that way. But now I love baking because it, while it is very precise, it still is so, it's like, a puzzle. I was going to say, it probably feels like a puzzle or like a challenge of like, because yeah. it's not always, it's not like right, if you miss one little thing. That's the thing. It's like, it's not, you know, with cooking, yeah, you can kind of just like dish and a dash and ever, but people are like, right. oh, with baking, you know, all you do is just follow the recipe and it's no fun. But like once, and maybe that feels true for like a loaf of banana bread or some basic chocolate chip cookies. But once you get to the point of really baking stuff that has to rise or baking stuff that has multiple, multiple steps. Like it is a puzzle and it really challenges you to figure out like, okay, how am I going to make this work? What's wrong? And I actually was talking to someone about this to my friend, hi, Amanda, to my friend, Amanda, the other day. I don't know if she's listening to this, but about bread baking, because she also is a sourdough bread baker. And I was saying like, you know how a lot of times in Bake Off, the person who wins bread week often does really well and like the rest of the challenge and sometimes a lot of times even wins. And I feel like it's because if you are a bread baker, if you have a lot of experience baking bread, you have had to develop an ability to troubleshoot as you're going along the process. Because with bread, there's so many different steps and there's a lot of different ways things that can go wrong. So you like develop that critical thinking to kind of check in with your recipe as you're going through it, which I think is, you know, really critical to anytime you're learning or anytime you're trying to get better at baking. So that's my very long-winded explanation of how my croissants failed, but I don't know if I'm ever going to try them again. I'm like, maybe next time, but it was such a long process. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> You're like a, it's not even that fine. I'm mad. It's <laughs> I'm just, just that disappointed. I'm like, <laughs> this was so anticlimactic and it took so long and so much like time in my fridge. You know, bread is one thing where, and maybe this is how some people feel about sourdough, is they're like, why would I spend all this heartache trying to get this right when I could just go buy some sourdough? And that's kind of how I'm feeling about these croissants. I'm like, why am I, why would I like spend the time trying to perfect this when I could just go down the street to this really good bakery we have and buy these like super crispy flaky croissants. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm never going to try it again, but I don't think I'm going to like turn around tomorrow and give it another shot. Right. You're not going to go buy some more carrot gold and have, take another stab at it. No, I'm not. What else are you looking at baking this fall? What are your faves? Soup? Great question. I mean, soup. Soup is not a bake, but I do love soup. And if you guys don't... Making things. Yes. um, But I'm going to bake some soup. (laughs) I'm going to bake some soup. Oh, no. (laughs) Do not come to my house for soup. No. I love soup. It's one of my favorite foods. And every time I say that, I think about Jennifer Coolidge in Best in Show. She's like, we both like soup. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) She's so funny. She's so funny. If anyone watched... Was it the Oscars? Why am I messing all of these award shows up? I'm pretty sure it was the Oscars that was recent. Oscars or Emmys? No, the Emmys. Emmys. The Oscars yep. are in the winter. Thank you. Yep. So the Emmys recently, she was just unbelievable. She was she was the star of She's the show. She's really she, hilarious. She truly is the epitome. Is I don't give an f. Like yeah, she's, like she just owns her like ridiculous. But not in like a bitchy way. Not that that matters. No. Who cares if you are? But like she just is very much like a so. I am in my skin and I love every part of myself and I own every part of my being and yeah. I aspire to be that. Her and Tracy Ellis Ross are like Oh my gosh. my faves. Anyway, yes, soup. <laughs> There's also a part in Nacho Libre 
where Jack Black has a line that's like, I get to wake up at 5 a.m. and make soup. <laughs> and is that how you feel? You get up at 5? I the don't one wake thing up at 5. God, no. <laughs> I... The only thing I wake up in the morning, the only thing I wake up early to do is go hiking and like Mm -hmm. go or go skiing. Those are the only two activities that I'll actually wake up early to do. And I always hate it. Even though I'm doing like my favorite activities, I still hate waking up early. But you'll get up and do a wad every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. I will. It's harder in the winter for obvious reasons. What else am I looking forward to baking? I mean, yeah, not baking, but soup. I have this chicken soup book called The Chicken Soup Manifesto. If you are a lover of soup, you... I would highly recommend this book. It's like hundreds, probably hundreds, and probably at least a hundred recipes of different types of chicken soup from different regions of the world. And so, you know, like every culture has several traditional chicken soups. Like chicken soup is just such like a, it's sort of like a dumpling or something, you know, where if you look, every culture has its sort of like carb, handheld carb filled with something, you know, like a samosa or a dumpling or a hot pocket. They all, you know, every culture has its like kind of version of a stir fry or a gumbo, you know, like a throw everything in the pot. And so, and every culture really also does have some version of a chicken soup and a lot of them are for different seasons. And so it's so cool because you can like, like we made this traditional Brazilian chicken soup and Maxine, who's our Brazilian au pair, for those of you who don't know, was like so psyched. And it was so similar to the soup that we make, but it like had these few little things where, you know, it was like, oh, it has potato and rice. And then you garnish it with lemon. And like, I would never think to garnish a chicken soup with lemon or, you know, so um, that wasn't like a lemon based soup. So I would highly recommend it if you were into soup. It has really given me a lot to work with when it comes to getting better at soup. That being said, more information about soup. The key to a good soup is good broth. And the key to good broth is making your own. So if you go to my personal Instagram, I legit which is, thought you just said the keto good broth. And I oh was like, God. keto? I mean, broth is keto. Yeah, but I was but like, are we dieting? <laughs> just key, kidding. No, no. Joy is afraid of diet words. No, the key <laughs> to good soup is good broth. And the key to good broth is making it at home on your own. Although if you, anyway, you can buy broth at the store and then like double, double bake it where you buy broth at the store and then like add some of your own stuff to it and then restrain it again. But if you go to my personal Instagram, which is Claire HKO, I have a highlight saved called broth and it gives you the basic recipe that I use for broth. It's very, very loosely based on the Nom Nom Paleo bone broth recipe from like probably 10 years ago at this point. So you can also just check that out. But she uses leeks and fish sauce, which I came to find that I don't really like leeks in my broth because I cook my broth for a super, super long time. And it like the leeks get too mushy and kind of release like some mush into the broth. And then fish sauce, she uses fish sauce. This is Michelle from Nom Nom Paleo in a lot of recipes in place of salt because sh- her cooking style is very Asian inspired, very Asian, you know, she's Asian and very Asian inspired recipes. She uses fish sauce in place of salt in a lot of places because she thinks it gives it like a little more umami. I just don't typically have fish sauce on hand. So I just kind of don't use that. So anyway, and then, yeah, really excited about making pies. You know what I was thinking about? This is a weird memory, but like around this time last year is when I was starting to feel the effects of Gray's disease. I didn't know I had it till like November of last year. But I'll never forget, like, the only thing that sounded good, because 
one of the symptoms that I was having was I would just like nothing sounded good and I had no appetite, but the only thing I was eating was your pie. Like you would you I remember you dropped off a pie and I was like, oh, this is all <laughs> I have this memory of just like all I would have breakfast, lunch, and dinner is that raspberry chocolate pie you made. <laughs> it was so good. That is a really good one. Yeah, that you got diagnosed like the like the first weekend of December because I think I brought that pie over to you for my birthday week. Yeah, I remember that. It was like I remember yes, because I remember it started in November, like mid-November when I was like getting all the tests done and then I officially was like diagnosed the end of yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like I remember that because I remember that you had just finished your pie and then like the next day you found out you weren't supposed to be eating fruit or dairy. <laughs> totally. and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, whoopsie. So a raspberry chocolate mousse pie prob- or sugar. like and you all were, those yeah, things. Like, well, good thing you finished it before this. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time with it. And I was like, whoops, didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, um, I mean, I love, I just, yeah, I'm, I love baking. I think it's so fun to try new things. I really, um, I don't really like have anything crazy that are you still is on my list right now. But the book of pie, the book on oh, pie. Oh yeah, book is it on pie. Book on pie. Yeah. Yes, love you that still book. Highly recommend She's that developing one. another book too, which I'm so excited for. I don't really know what it is yet. I highly recommend the book on pie if you are a pie maker, if you aspire to be a pie maker. She really breaks down pie crust in such a, an approachable way, and um, all of her stuff is so great. It's like, yeah, highly recommend. That's my cooking and baking docket. Well, I have some exciting news. We have a quick break for an ad, and our exciting news is Ned is back. Ned is back. Oh my gosh, I get excited about sponsors, right. but like I get like super excited about Ned. <laughs> So, I know. If you guys haven't been following us forever, Ned has been one of our sponsors in the past and they are back. I've been trying the sleep blend. I'm not a bad sleeper, but I just was like, I'm going to I'm just going to try this. Like I want to optimize my sleep even more. And the first night that I tried it, I woke up and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like I had like hotel sleep." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had like I do hotel. Love hotel sleep. <laughs> and so You're like, where am I? <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've been having like amazing dreams. But it is incredible. And we love Ned products. They're high quality. They're local. If you go on their website, you can see the farmers that make the product. It's unbelievable. And if you guys aren't familiar with Ned, they are a company that makes high quality CBD and CBD blends. Um, most of their stuff is oil tincture based, but they also are coming out with some capsule formats, which is really cool if you don't like the taste of hemp um, or if you find it hard to take a tincture out of like a dropper, which that can be tough for people if you're really taste sensitive um, or if you, you know, holding it in your mouth under your tongue for a minute can kind of be, I sometimes don't love that delivery format. So I like the option of being able to take the gel caps and they also have a lot of awesome blends for specifically for sleep, specifically for stress, specifically for mood. We know that it's been a high stress year and I mean, not year, two years. We know life is just high stress. The world is high stress. Similar to you, Joy, I don't really struggle to sleep and I've been taking their stress blend kind of throughout the day. I love it because it doesn't make me groggy. That's the thing about CBD that I've at least found. It mellows me out and it helps me relax, but it doesn't, it's not like a Benadryl or something where it makes me groggy. And then Brandon takes it and has taken it this whole time, even when we, you know, in between our partnerships with Ned. Um, because it's really like, it's great to know and trust the CBD that you're using and the hemp source that you're using. So we highly recommend them. Check them out. You know, there's so many CBD products out there. It's like, it's so saturated. Just be careful where you buy your CBD because with low, like, just like with low quality alcohol, low quality CBD can have undesired effects. So with Ned, you know that you're getting the best of the best. So if you want to try the new de-stress blend from Ned, 
a brand that we love and trust, we have a special offer for our audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off and a free de-stress blend sample. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter joy at checkout to take advantage of the offer. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Everyone's going to be so zen. So zen. So now we want to tell you guys about something really cool that one of our listeners is doing. If you've been listening for a while, you probably remember some of the emails that we've read from EJ. And EJ is a wonderful, very active listener who we met at the games a couple years ago. And they wrote in back when we were talking about career transitions, wrote in or called in with a voice memo to let us know. I think it was an email when we were talking about, you know, like, can you really like live off of your passion? And so since that email, they've gone on to get a full-time job with a nonprofit that does disaster relief and disaster cleanup. Joy, do you want to go ahead and read that email? Here's the email from EJ. Hi, Joy and Claire. I hope fall is treating you well. I was just listening to episode 91 and loved hearing updates of how Miles' joy is enjoying Taekwondo. I did karate starting at eight and kept going even through college. I distinctly remember being in high school, doing karate and having this epiphany moment of realizing I had a say and control of my life. It was one of the most empowering moments in my life and I'm endlessly grateful for all that karate taught me. On a separate note, after emailing about job searching, I got a staff position at the nonprofit I was serving my AmeriCorps term with. I've since been sent to New Orleans to help with Hurricane Ida Relief, leading a team of AmeriCorps members in disaster relief efforts. We do debris removal, muck and guts, and mold remediation. We also rely heavily on volunteers to impact as many homes and clients as we do. I know a lot of people listen to y'all's amazing podcasts, and I'm sure some live in Louisiana and surrounding states. If anyone is looking for a way to help, they can sign up to volunteer with us for a day. And I'll post this link, everyone, uh, on the show notes. If they indicate they heard about SBP from y'all, Joy and Claire, Girls Gone Wad, etc., I can work with our volunteer department to make sure they're on the same site together. It could be a mini fan meetup. Let me know if you have questions or thoughts, EJ. Thank you, EJ. That's so cool. They also said, I should also add that in order to volunteer, you must be able to show proof of vaccination. And we asked that volunteers wear masks while on site. That's a really so cool idea. If that's something that you're interested in, we will post the show, post the link in the show notes. And or if you're interested in, you know, knowing, hey, are other people from the podcast maybe going to do it? Send us an email. This is joanneclaire at gmail.com. And we will, if we get a couple of folks who are interested, we'll connect you guys, or we might just send you directly to EJ kind of um, once we figure, you know, once we see if anybody reaches out, we'll figure out what the best next step would be to connect folks so that if you do want to feel like, oh, I'm going to go meet some new friends. And I also just like to say like, we have a couple little pockets around the country where listeners over the years have found one another, whether it was from a trip that we did or whether it was from a challenge that we did back in the day when we were still doing challenges, whether it was from, you know, a meetup, anything like that, that now they are really close. <laughs> it's so cool to think that we have this real life impact in bringing like-minded folks together and helping them find their communities and helping them, you know, make lifelong friendships. So that could be you. <laughs> that could be you. I think that's just one of the coolest things out of this podcast that people are like, yeah, I met through your podcast and we're BFFs or like I was in their wedding or just 
whatever story just warms my heart. Speaking of heart, I can give a quick <laughs> health update. Not that it has anything to do with my oh, heart. That was a rough transition, <laughs> but I'm going to take it. How is your heart? My heart's great. I got updated blood work. I'm sure everyone's like, okay, we get it. You're fine. But it always feels good to have data that shows that you're continuing to improve. Uh, for me, I recently had blood work done. I don't know. It's couple weeks ago and I got a flu shot and I felt fine after the flu shot. Everything's great. I plan to get a booster once it's available. Brandon got the flu shot and even he felt fine. And Brandon is a flu shot weenie. So if you're oh my like, gosh. Oh my I gosh. feel like also though, all of us having just gone through the COVID vaccine situation where like the, the side effects were so varied, but like kind of intense, you know, some people got knocked out for a day or two. I feel like we, I have this now heightened worry about, I never used to worry about vaccine side effects or a vaccine, you know, immediate, whatever side effects. And yeah. now I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I'm tired from this? I'm like, I've never worried about that from the flu shot before, but Brandon is a flu shot weenie and he got his yesterday and he's been fine. So. And he was fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it was funny. We were in Westcliff this past weekend and I was talking about getting the flu shot and Scott's like, yeah, I got to go get mine, but man, I'm going to be out for two days. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like you don't no. even, <laughs> it's such no. a man flu thing to say. No. You are going to for two days from this? And like, it's just, anyway, it, I, uh, I was like, you're going to be fine. It's still it's still that same old song and dance, Claire, where I, I try so hard to be, you know, empathetic. But one day, if I make fun and he actually gets sick, I'm going to feel so bad. It's like that same thing yeah, happened with Brandon. Like the time when Brandon had dengue fever and I made fun of him. And I know I've told this story, but in case you're new here, it <laughs> Brandon went on a like medical volunteer trip to Guatemala, Honduras, Guatemala came back, had dengue fever. I didn't know he had dengue. Obviously, I didn't know he had dengue fever. I just like made fun of him for being a weenie. And then it turned out he had dengue fever. And he's and now he's like, remember that time you made fun of me for being sick? And then I had dengue fever. And I'm like, that was one time. <laughs> You're never going to live that down. <laughs> no, never, ever, ever. And then and I even knew it at the time. I was like, oh, man, that was my one card. Oh, I got good now. I know. I know. And I still feel bad because I, I just always feel like it truly is man flu thing where they – act like they're dying and they're not. But anyway, got the flu shot. Blood work is looking stellar, meaning the last thing that I was trying to get back up is my TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. And that is going back up and all is fine. I'm just going to keep getting rechecked, but I feel great. And everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? Is it still, yeah, I'm still staying to the plan as far as like what I'm supposed to be eating. I'm not over-exercising. I'm doing moderate amount of exercise, like for me, and I just listen to my body. What does that mean? I watch my heart rate. I don't overdo it. I don't go crazy on workouts. I don't try to like, you know, run a bazillion miles. I just go out and do things that feel good, like truly moving for feeling good, not for punishing myself or feeling like you have to like kill a workout type of thing. What are we doing for Halloween? What are you doing? Are you starting to talk about Halloween costumes for the kids yet? I mean, okay, as any parents will know, Halloween is a, co a topic of conversation year-round, probably in most households. The same way that Christmas is kind of a co topic of conversation year-round if you celebrate Christmas. Like, Santa is never far from our minds. Right, and also, and if you misbehave, Santa will see you. <laughs> so we actually try really hard not to lean into, like, the Santa's watching thing. I, like, <laughs> you don't want to paranoia your kids. <laughs> well, and, like, Miles is really sensitive. and Oh, yeah, yeah. would get, like, if he thought... You know, he anyway, he just is like really sensitive about that type of thing. And so we try not to overdo the, you know, don't be bad. Santa won't bring you anything card. And we instead, we sort of try to talk about Santa 
the way that we talk about like fairies or magic that like, you know, nobody really knows for sure if they're real. And here's things that make us think that they, that he is real. And, you know, one day he's going to have to, you know, ask about presents and we'll just talk about, you know, Santa and how nobody really knows. And that's a hard conversation because you're just like, nobody knows. And they're like, nobody knows. Nobody knows for sure. Adults don't know what the heck they're doing. (laughs) Right. You know, in case any kids are listening, it's, it's hard because no one has ever really seen Santa and we kind of just have to go from, go off of that Halloween for a while. Miles was wanting to be Wally, which fine, but like kind of a lot of construction involved on my end for Wally. And he wanted Evie to be Eva, which also fine, except like, turns out, I was looking online. Okay. What are some ideas that she could be Eva? And it would be kind of hard to pull off without putting her in like a cardboard, like a cardboard cone. Right. Which at her age, she'd just like probably topple right over. She would fully (laughs) topple right over, which like would be hilarious, (laughs) but it would be hard um, on everyone eventually. And she could have like a little helmet on. That would be like her little Eva head. So I don't think that's been completely ruled out, but lately he's like, I want to be a zombie. He started watching Star Wars, which I never in my life have ever seen the Star Wars movies all like in a row. And I'm sure over the course of my life, I have probably seen all the Star Wars movies in like pieces Same here, here and there. Yeah. Same here. But yeah. I've never just sat down and watched all the Star Wars movies. And I've probably only ever sat down and actually watched like two or three of them at all, all you know, all in one go. So he had at school at P in PE, his gym teacher is really into Star Wars. And so they play a lot of like Star Wars, theme, like instead of dodgeball, it's like Darth Vader asteroid blasters. Right? Okay, that's cute. It is cute. That's and he plays really like the Darth Vader music, like the da, 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 while they're playing. Dun, and, like, turn dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Right. So he, which is cool. And like, then he came home one day and he's like, mom, what's who, mom, do you know who Dark Vader is? He calls him Dark Vader. He's like, mom, have you ever heard of Dark Vader? And I was like, I have. <laughs> he's That's like, you so have? Cute. That's so, so cute. Yeah. So we've been watching Star Wars and then he's like, well, maybe I should be a Star Wars for Halloween. And Ooh, he'd um, be like a stormtrooper. Yeah. Well, he would, he would want to be a good guy. So he'd want to okay. be like. He'd want to be, he's like, maybe I could be Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Like C-3PO. That, yeah. yeah, C-3PO. C-3PO, C-3PO would be annoying. hard. Yeah. And then what's the other one? He w- was thinking about Wildcrats for a while. It just is, there's just so much going on. So I think, and then Maxine really wants us to have like a family costume. She has always wanted us to all dress up as the Adams family because she wants to dress up as the Adams family, but I think she oh, like sure. wants an excuse. Yeah, totally. Which is cute and super and totally fine. And so I don't know. I might just tell her like, listen, you and Evie can be whatever you guys want to be. And you can, you know, you and Evie just dress each other up in your group costume. But like Brandon and I are not super into Halloween. Like I'm, we don't really decorate our house. We're not the type of parents who really go all out with costumes. Like I will 100% be doing a store-bought costume most likely. And yeah. so all that to say, and here's the other thing. And parents who are listening can also probably really relate to this. No matter how clear your child is on their Halloween costume idea, the sooner you buy the costume, the more likely they are to change their mind. They will 1000% change their mind. (laughs) So like... It doesn't matter if I'm this, laughing because I'm like, I've heard this so many yeah. times. It's like, oh, and now I want to be this. And you're like, I just bought this like a you're month just ago. Bought yeah, this like- other one. So it doesn't matter if like they've wanted to be the same thing since November 1st of the year before. They're going to change their mind on October 15th or on yeah, October Someone 29th. at school is going to say something. Right. There's going to be a kid that has a costume that they're All like, I want to be that and said, yep, yep, yep. It's going to be like, wait a minute. No, the, when like the moment of truth comes to actually put it on. 
could be October 29th. And you're going to be like, you have wanted to be this other thing for the last 363 days. And they're going to be like, no, my, I want to be something completely different now. Remember that time that, okay, you guys all know our friend Jess by now. Remember that time her daughter wanted to be their cat. They had this orange tabby cat. So she bought, this is a genius move. She bought a Lorax costume and like modified it to look like a cat. Genius, but then at the last yeah. minute, she changed her mind if she was something else. Yeah. Which is <laughs> sad for happens. everyone. And then you see parents like just putting costumes together. But I, I will say, I really enjoy social media on Halloween to see all the brilliant costumes that come out. That's like one of my favorite And especially days the dog of, costumes. Yeah. Does JT oh still have his rainbow costume? Oh, of course he has his rainbow costume. I don't Are think Are you going to get him a different costume this year? Probably. I feel like the rainbow costume has been like two years. So we'll probably put it on yeah. cadet. Uh, Are you going to dress up like cadet like a cadet? Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Well, because her Wonder <laughs> Woman costume from last year uh-huh. will definitely would not, not fit. fit. Maybe it would fit River. Oh, yeah. I bet it would. You think so? How how many pounds is she? Mm-hmm. You don't know? Like, <laughs> like 55. Okay. Yeah, I think it would fit. She's um, a giant horse yeah. of a dog. But I love dog costumes. Yeah, for sure. Those, that's my fave. All right, guys. Well, on that exhilarating note... <laughs> If you have any fun, um, we'd love to hear your stories about Halloween costumes. We'd love to hear how you're thinking about that. If you, I mean, I know Halloween isn't for another three weeks, so, you know, don't panic. But if you are but panic because it's right around the corner. I mean, um, if you are somebody who loves Halloween, like I know that there's one listener, Nikki, who like she goes all out on her house every year to the point where last year they did like a quarantine theme and people were calling the health department. We're like, something's going on at this house or something like that. And they were like, oh my God. She's like, a little too close to home. So if you like go all out for Halloween decorations, please send us a, a picture. We would love to see that. If you go all out for like group costumes in group your family. costumes, family costumes. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. And don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy. And yeah, just get yourself some really great CBD products. We love now Ned. The they are a Colorado-based company. We've worked with them a lot. They're so great to us. They're so great to our community. So go check them out. Get chilled out for the holidays, guys. You need to just chill. You need I to feel chill. like by the time the actual holidays roll around, we're going to have already been talking about them for so long <laughs> that we're going to be like, and next up is Valentine's Day. And it'll be like, totally, <laughs> totally. We're too far ahead, <laughs> but still. All right, guys. And you can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can always find us at joyandclaire.com. You can listen to our other podcasts, Girls Gone Wad, which you can find anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also listen to our great British Bake Off reaction podcast, which is called On Your Marks, Get Set, Bake. This week, we will be talking about the current episode as well as reviewing the jammy sandwich cookies that I will be making from last week's technical. Which, by the way, if you don't watch the great British baking show because you're like, well, I'm not really into baking guys. I'm raising my hand here. I'm not into baking either, but the show is delightful. So take a chance. You will not be sorry. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.